please allow for the experiment to begin? This is a tropical show. Shouldn't it be less Igor? Oh, wait, okay. Uh, put the lime in the coconut and stir it all up. Mike has challenged me. I did? Well, kind of. Mike not only challenged me, but he said, here are the plants. <laughs> Go there in greenhouse number three. Yeah, but that's over your wife's business. Now, you got them stored there, but here's what you're, you tried to do this. You said, you wonder if I could do this with certain things. And it looked like, and it felt like you were alluding to building something into a tropical paradise in your backyard. Well, now, we've, we've talked about my pool before and in, in all that area back there. Well, sure, but you now got plants, like you said. They're yeah. stored in a greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, here, here's my deal, and this is why I accepted your challenge. Okay. So if everybody saw the Instagram and Facebook tease, the challenge was to put the banana tree, the banana tree in the landscape. No, let me see. I don't know what accent that is. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a combination 50. of German, Jamaican, and <laughs> Cantonese. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, so, you know. and, and the reason why I accepted Mike's challenge is he's been talking about doing a banana tree show since the end of last season. Yeah, I, I think they're, they're cool. List. Yes. And so I had a couple um, Miss Mollies in the corner that I thought was sunny enough for them, but it wasn't. So Miss Molly's are are you're talking the butterfly bush or are you talking the uh, the well, Miss Kim lilacs? Even though it's very confusing why they proven winners labels this. It's Miss Molly's summer lilac, but it's technically a butterfly bush. It's the reddest butterfly bush available. So I have moved them into a sunny area in the landscape because I had some cannas that did not come up. Which is fine. I was just putting cannas in there until I figured out something more permanent. Long story short, as I move those, now I have space for the banana tree. Now, being you in that in the what did you call it? Greenhouse number three. It's a storage room for that you've got these things that you're going to break open pretty soon, right? Oh, they're in the ground. They're in the ground right now. Yeah, that was the picture. Oh, that mine was, gort. That was the picture of. Uh, you're really getting bold. Okay, what kind uh, you got uh, in the ground? Well, here, you want to, well, here we go with the pronunciation. Okay. It's the basic perennial hardy one for this area, which is... But see, not too many people knew that there were hardy bananas for out here. I know. I didn't know either. It's the Musa Baju. <laughs> Could you spell that? Uh, Musa Baju. So it's Musa, M-U-S-A, and the Baju is B-A-S-J-O-O. Musabaju, say it three times. It's fun. Okay, it might be fun, but is it is this a perennial? I mean, you said it's a perennial. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's hardy enough for this zone, especially cutting it down. Okay, explain. Start well, from the beginning. So, how'd you find these? They were in the greenhouse. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I mean, I, there was several banana trees back there, and I said, I'll try two of those. I don't know what I'm doing. All right, cool. welcome to the club. So. And if anybody that does know what they're doing, and because this is going to be an ongoing, maybe 
two or three episode through the rest Perfect. of the summer type of, uh, or into the fall. So you're going to keep series. going back to this. This is a series now. Cool. So if you do know what you're doing with banana trees and would like to fill us in on all the blanks as we go learning, um, you know. Oh, you're talking to our audience. Yes. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. You got somebody that knows can, what they're talking. Can you guys not read my mind? Well, I didn't. I, I'm catching on now. So if you guys, meaning our listeners, know what you're doing and have done banana trees before, Go ahead and find the photos that I'll be posting here and there on uh, Facebook and Instagram and leave us a comment and say, go ahead and tell me I'm stupid. Don't do this or add this. But I've been, I've been doing a lot of homework, so I think I have an idea what's going on. But do you think that you might be confusing yourself a little bit by doing all this homework? I mean, really, I don't know what's about well, bananas. See, see, here's the thing is that you got to, what I'm learning so far is that you got to, like mine aren't really banana fruit bearing type ones. So they're hybrids. I don't know what they are. That part I don't know yet. Well, I got a grapefruit that doesn't bear any fruit either. So this uh, this is more uh, a show leaf. It's a green leaf with a red vein down the spine. Oh, that might sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I mean it's it's a looker, not a producer. So it's going to give you this essence of of having a tropical paradise. Yes. Do you know how tall they're supposed to get? These ones will get up anywhere up to nine feet. Nine feet. Are you gonna Which is them? nothing because a lot of the fruit bearing ones will get up to 15, 25 feet. I'll say you did do your homework. I mean, at least in this neck of the woods. So, uh, all right. So, it's, can you leave these in the ground over the winter time? You said that there's. Yes. You can. You don't yes. have to pop and them out. I, and I'll get there, but let, okay. I, I want to start with a very basic, basic thing. Did you know that the banana tree is not a tree? I didn't know that. It's an herb. You're kidding me. There's no wood in the, the oh stalk, my. which is not really a stalk. It's a stem. So it's an herb, and a lot of it is just filled with water. Wow. Look at me go. Keep going, man. I'm All impressed. right. So the bulb that's in the ground. Oh, this is a bulb? Yes. It's called a corm. C-O-R-M as in Mike or N as in Nancy? Mike. C-O-R-M. Is in money that we don't have. Of course. Our okay. money we spend in the garden. Well. Everybody relayed that one. You, you guys are all chuckling yeah, right now, aren't yeah, they? Yep. Yeah. Corm. C-O-R-M. Well, okay. So it's a bulb and it's called a corm. So then you, the the stems you get, there is a pseudo stem, which is. Fake a, stem? Well, it's a stem that has a leaf, but for fruit-bearing banana trees, that one will not carry a fruit. And then there is another stem. It's uh, called a flag leaf. And that's the stem, that uh, the leaf that becomes the bananas for those banana ones. Okay. But okay. yours aren't performing bananas or performing creating as, bananas. As far as I understand at this point, yes. Well, you know, I'm up for, I'm up for is, surprises. This is all new. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm going to jump ahead here a little bit because you asked the question I'm about the wintering, you. which is what probably everybody's more concerned about. It's like, damn, you could do this. And so you have to, after it gets cold and just above freezing or freezing, you know, it's going to wilt. The whole tree is going to wilt. And then you can cut the pseudo stem 
in any of the suckers that have grown up, and they have pseudo stems also. Um, you cut those back, and then you have to pile on mulch and mulch and mulch. And one guy, he built a little f- fence around it and put straw in there, and you know, packed, packed it, it up, made it a nice insulator. And I heard not to put plastic over this stuff because the plastic does more harm than it help. Retains moisture, Almost creates heat too. Too much, yeah. Because then your pseudo stalks just become overly soggy, especially when it's cold. Almost like a cannon bulb going bad. Oh, I like that sound effects. We got to record. Uh, okay, now when you said that he puts a little fence around it, we used to put cages or fences around. Uh, tree roses and a lot of people used to bury them lay them down and bury them we would put the fence around and fill it with straw and it would be something to protect it from the wind they don't they will tolerate the cold they will not tolerate the cold plus the wind is this why you're cutting these down the bananas because they're going to be extremely susceptible to not just the cold but to the wind wind and to the the moisture that's collected in there so far i haven't heard anybody talking about wind well we want somebody to talk to us about it yeah Here's the thing about the fruit-bearing bananas. They can be hardy, and there was one guy, he is in that south, and he did did a fruit-bearing one, and he got some bananas. And those ones tend to not like anything, you know, 20 degrees or below her. Okay, so they wouldn't survive the winter even if you did cut them down. Yeah, they don't like it so much. Okay. But the non-fruit-bearing ones, like my musabaju, it doesn't mind zero. It'll tolerate zero temperature. Yes. No, no warmth whatsoever. So, But it will tolerate that with an insulator. And that's your mulch or your, or your straw yeah. or something. It basically, okay. Um, this is a major experiment because I've never played with these things. I've been curious as all get out. And fortunately, uh, you're able to have access to these guys. Uh, you got them in the ground already. Are you noticing how long have, how long have they been in the ground? Uh, maybe ten days. Are they starting to show any signs of new leafing or anything? Uh, one has a uh, leaf coming up, shooting straight up. Okay. The other one, I think, is still in a little shock. Okay. And uh, so, let me go back and teach you a little more about oh, the please fr- do the fruit bearing ones. You mean like the ones that we're getting at the grocery store? Yes. Okay. One banana, two banana, three banana more. So when you get those, when the flower the flower comes up, the one that's going to have bananas, and then it folds back down, and then underneath that you can find, they call it a hand. So a hand is a bunch of bananas, and each banana is called a finger. They do look like fingers, but I didn't think of it as a hand. Okay. So... But are these the yellow ones that we get at the grocery store? Or are these these new? You know, they're they're kind of a fad. Well, they're it's, it depends. In this climate, they're smaller. They're almost like dwarf bananas. Okay. The inside, uh, they're a lot sweeter tasting. Really. The insides look like normal bananas. The outsides are not as yellow as you see at the grocery store. Some of them can be a little reddish. Some of them still greenish. But he he plucked it and did it and. So I thought it was kind of interesting. You know, one of these years, if this is successful for what you're doing right now, I'd like to see if we can experiment with a fruit-bearing one, too. 
That'd be at your house. Uh, okay. Gus would <laughs> not like that. So, yeah. So you got your ornamental banana trees. You got your fruit banana trees. Mm. What else do you want to know? I can tell you they like sandy soil. Well, they, I was going to ask you, what kind of soil do they like? Sandy. Okay. <laughs> now that we got that settled. Well, then, no, you know, they like... Uh, Well-drained. They can do clay, but they uh, they like sandy better. And um, let's, a little bit of fertilization, I understand that they like twice the potassium as nitrogen. Then it is a bud, I mean a bulb. It is potassium there is to develop the root and the ball growth down below the soil surface. So it can take in more nutrients that way. Ta-da. Okay. And so while we're talking about fertilizer nutrients, per your suggestion, or we wanted something to help the roots take after planting this. So when I planted my two, I have two in each corner of the pool landscape in the back. I got some Bush Doctor root drench. And what does that have, Mike? Why did I put that in there? Because Bush Doctor is kind of like nothing but one billion percent mycorrhizae. And that's what I was looking for. And, yeah. And there's a there's a lot of products out there with mycorrhizae in it, but this is the one that I found that was it wasn't expensive. It's a Fox Farm product, and people yes. generally used to use. Well, they'll use it for other things. I mean, throughout the yard, it's a little too expensive to put in for your vegetable garden. Um, people that were bought, were growing unique items indoors downstairs in their basement under tents used the Bush Doctor so that it would take in a lot more of the nutrients. Plus, it would develop the root base a lot quicker. So you've got that going on right now. For your two bananas. And you did that right when you planted it? The next day. The next or, day? Or, no, no, no. I take that back. It was the same day. It was the same day. Why don't day. you try it one more time, too? I mean, you, you, well, how, how many days should I give it? A good two week apart. I okay. mean, you've already put it in 10 days. Yeah, I used the whole bottle because I have those grasses that I planted beginning of last year. That was last Pulling year's into experiment. Your studio, those look great. They've come a long way in a Haven't short they? time. Yes. And uh, there was a couple of grasses that I was worried about. And not to get off topic, but people were talking about these are uh, uh, reed, feather reed grass. And what is the pompous? Pompous grasses that, that have the ostrich plumes. Yeah, those ones are the ones that are having the most trouble. They are technically under a tree, but um, we'll see what happens. And... Last year was the first year, so the forest reed do really great. The pompous ones are still having a little trouble. but So I threw some of the bush doctor root drench on that, too. Okay. See okay. what happens. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's nothing in there that's toxic. I mean, you could drink it if you wanted to. Blah! No, don't do that. Okay. Here's a couple more things that I've learned, and then I'm going to run out of information because this is... Well, remember, this, this, is, this, this is, is all new, and it's going to be a series, everybody. So if you want to help, like I said, hit me up uh, either on our email or uh, you can go to Facebook and comment on the photos. So because they're an herb, the fruit ones, the fruit-bearing ones, once they produce fruit, they're done. That stem which technically at that point really isn't a pseudo stem, if I'm it's it's remember. a primary stem, yeah. But the flag leaf stem, I don't know. I got to work on that one. Um, but that stem is done for the year; it won't produce anything else on there. 
So, so let me backtrack you through the research that you found out on this banana. Even the ones that they get from the truck, from the I don't care, the 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 Yucatan Peninsula, that they got the people climbing them. They're chopping the hand off to go. That's yeah, the, I don't know about those ones. Uh, okay, I was gonna say, do they have to cut those down? Those are like thirty feet tall. Yeah, I don't know how. No, that you works. don't. Okay, cool. Not yet, anyway. But these ones that these people were doing in the states, uh-huh. uh, one gentleman was uh, had a really informative uh, piece. Uh, he's in North Carolina, and he got a he got hands, fingers, eating them. You know, he got his, all of his bananas. So after he you know took his fruit, he said, "I'm going to teach you what to do with the stem because it won't bear fruit, and you don't want it." hanging around and draining the the plant for, you know, to grow nothing. So once he cut off his bunches of bananas, he cut the stem down right at the base. That's during the growing season? Yeah. Wow. And then he, what he did is when you cut that, they're like different flesh, almost different melon. Yeah. Like, but rings. Right. So in the most inner ring is the very softest. So what they do because of um, bugs, worms, um, I forget that, uh, boring. A borer, it would, this, that, I was going to ask you the questions on other insects that, that probably are going, hmm, yeah. this so is exotic. It, what do you say? Some type of borer bug or a borer worm, at, at least, you know, in the tropics they have this problem. He wasn't so sure, but he goes, this is what I learned. I do it to mine whether I need it or not. That way. You know, if I went to if I went to the tropics and had to do this, it's it's a natural process, and they won't say, "Oh, there's the American that doesn't know what he's doing." <laughs> he's stupid. So what they do is is they cut out that center flesh. I'm going to call it because it's the softest piece. They cut that out almost like uh, a, a reverse cone, like a, regur- a, a root canal, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Uh, okay. So yes, so they did a root canal in this tree. And what that does is when it rains and stuff, that fills with water and it will drown the borers that get into there. A natural insecticide. And it doesn't do any problem as far as hurting the banana tr- banana herb itself? No, because that, that no, that's stem is done. Yeah. So then what he did, which I thought this was very interesting, in that whole stem, he caught up almost like fire logs lengthwise. And then he came back and split them in half, like um, like a half a log there. Why so? And I'll tell you why. This is brilliant. You really got me curious. He takes the split logs, turns them flat side down on the earth, and puts them around the banana tree. Because there's nothing more than the banana tree likes for nutrients than its own self. Cannibalizing itself? <laughs> well, it's, it's, I mean, technically... And All right, we're doing yes. root canals and we're eating our own flesh. This is cannibalization with with oh god, Tom, oh, wow! That, but you know, it's as it decomposes, it's taking its own nutrients back in yes. to create more food. Well, or here's here's something. I mean, we've been taking compost, which is primarily all vegetation, but we allow it to totally decompose before we allow it back into the soil. You're taking these logs, cutting them lengthwise. Placing them upside down, allowing them to decompose at where though? At the drip line of the, the, the herb, the tree, 
or a little further out. He basically butted him up to all the other uh, pseudo stems that were coming out of this. Oh. Because oh. you do have suckers that will come out of the bulb uh, of the main <laughs> two or three okay. stems. And some people cut those down. Some people let them go. Are you bold enough to try to do something like that later on or now? I mean, we're getting these things growing right at the moment. You're yeah, getting these growing. But, oh, I mean, I only have one stem per plant. If right it fails, now. it's your failure. But if it succeeds, it's your your well, it's your Midwest Garden Podcast success. <laughs> That's where we are right now. Okay. That's what I know right now. This is a thousand times more than what I've I've even thought. I think it would look cool, and I'm hoping that you're able to get this thing to work. Here it is. Um, it's early summer right now. We've got ourselves in the Midwest, the upper Midwest, at least another 12 weeks of growing season. Days are going to get shorter come starting the 21st of June, but we're still going to have a decent growing season. There's still going to be enough light. I'm just going to be curious as the Dickens. Now, you said that you used the mycorrhizae. Yep. Have you given them any other nutrients and or did they tell you from your research what other nutrients they need to take? Well, I know that everybody tends to put uh, cow manure down or some type of manure down um, to help them. Um, but the I just learned about the potassium versus nitrogen today. Okay. Um, yep. You can get potassium basically anywhere sold alone. You should be able to if you know what you're looking for. High yield is a product that sells the potassium also. Yes, they do. Uh, what percentage do you know? It just... it. All they recommended was two times whatever nitrogen you put in. Oh, cool. Okay, okay, because it's going to be developed. See, potassium is used for underground, like radishes, carrots, potatoes, onions, things of that nature. I never knew or thought of a banana tree to be an herb, and that's a bulb. So it's an extraordinary bulb. It's a large bulb. This thing's going to look cool when you're going and diving into your pool or diving out of the pool or whatever. You don't dive out of the pool. Dolphins do that in the sea lions. But regardless. But you, and you have to remember the word corm, which is the bulb. Corm. Like corn with an M. Okay. So I, I'll remember that's, that. That's, We're going to baffle that's people a, with. That's a terminology you need to After a few using. beers, you can baffle somebody with your BS on that. And then I think, <laughs> you're, really, corm, what is it called? What is the base of a, of a banana tree called? A corm. A corm. All right. So well, that's what I know, and I will keep everybody updated on uh, the social media pages. I with think this is pictures gonna, and failures. This is definitely going to lead to your tropical paradise out in your backyard. You are going to post pictures. Yep. Um, is this going to be a segment that we're going to be reintroducing? I talked about this being uh, maybe two more episodes over over the next six months. You I know, think that's cool. I think that's really However, cool. However, during our research, we found. A lady that is actually not that far away from us, but she has written several trillion articles with. Are we talking articles from, you know. About her homes and gardens, the Chicago trip. I mean, she's. Yeah, she's got some. She's got a nice resume. And she's willing to come on to this? She has. Willing to come on to our show to talk. The one article we want to talk about, she's going to talk about how you can build a tropical backyard. Which is going to lead or lead quite well with your bananas. Yes. So while we were doing this, I 
you know, Geek Scott. Geek's a good name. People at the garden center call me uh, Spreadsheet Scott because <laughs> I have spreadsheets of like all our trees and you know, so when you sell one, you write sold on it, and you know up front. You got the inventory. Yeah, you got the inventory right at your fingers. So, anywho, um, she is going to come on. She has an article, you know, about turning uh, a Midwest backyard into a tropical oasis. Do we want to disclose her name, or do we want to hang on to that until um, maybe a couple of segments before we go back to the tropical paradise? No, I think I think we'll hang on to it. Okay. Let's get the show recorded, and it's we're recording it's next week. It's something to really look forward to because this gal knows her stuff. Yes. I was going to do something else yes. and say it, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, anybody that can get something posted on the Chicago Tribune or Better Homes, Better Homes, and, Homes and, Gardens. and Gardens, this is going to be cool because, I mean, it, and is she willing to give you ideas for your backyard there where the bananas? Yeah, so my, what I was starting to say was Spreadsheet Scott sent her my spreadsheet of my backyard. You got an inventory of your backyard? Yeah, the layout. Oh, geez. It's very uh, rudimentary, but, you know, spreadsheets weren't really made to be graphic designs, but I have a tremor in my hand, and it does nice straight lines, and you can read the print, so that's why I do that. So I've kept every year that I've changed things and all the experiments I do around here. Um, really? What's been where, yeah. Geek is really your name, and it is a good name. There's nothing negative about that, but that is so interesting. So I, t- I sent her the spreadsheet so she could open up and take a look around. and, and, and She's going to analyze it? Well, yeah, well, she already has started looking at it. And How were so, you able to get this woman? This is super. When are you going to start this experiment outdoors as soon as the weather itself? Oh, wait, you already got them in the ground. Yeah. And they're they're living, right? I, well, you can go take a look at them. When after we're done we here, we're going to go. I'm going to go and take a look. And then when we come back, um, let's say another two or three shows, I will place them. I'm going to be scrutinizing this like there's no tomorrow, Scott. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. See, he's he did the research. See, he's impressed me. We've been on this program for what, three years now? This is the third year, actually. Scott knew nothing about which side of the plant grows in the ground. I had to tell him green side up. Now he's performing experiments with tropical plants in his own yard. Congratulations. All thanks to COVID. All thanks to COVID. If it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't be here. But now it's it's created a monster. (laughs) Yes. And Scott is Frankenstein's monster. So we're going to, I want to wrap up the banana tree line, but uh, do you have any uh, housekeeping before we end this show as far as the past couple of episodes? The mushroom show is out and Mike was awesome. The hosta show has been out for a while and uh, Mike and Kelly up there in Wisconsin are I've been seeing all their posts and all the new stuff they have, and that stuff's going gangbusters. Well, on gang on on housekeeping in itself, basically, I'd like to say thank you to everybody that's either saying, um, you know, this is something worth listening to because we're exponentially starting to expand our reach, and people listening are are, are really and they're sending even. I got to tell you. I'm getting all sorts of mail. I've not been able to put it up on our Facebook site, but I'm going, I promise, I swear to goodness, I will bring more out. It's just that I'm not used to this. This is really interesting, and we are expanding. Can you tell us what our reach is right now or what our... uh... The shows are doing well, very well. Good. I mean, not to say they couldn't be doing better, people. If you, you know, go ahead and share this with your friends. 
and fellow gardeners or gardening clubs or whatever. And If anybody knows anything about bananas, please bring it to our attention because yep. we're going to be the ones that are going to be experimenting up here in Northwest Ohio. And I do have a housekeeping note before we close for the Go for it. day here. Um, the Vine Show. When we talked about clematis, one of my notes that I wanted to get out and I really didn't get a chance to say was clematis can't grab onto or start circling vining anything thicker than one inch. And I wanted to get that out there, and I, I didn't. And don't be afraid to start leading them, too, into, the let's say, a, a, a chain link fence or into a mesh netting. You can do that. They need, they're going to send out leaders. And don't be afraid to touch them, pull them in, let them take their own course. You're also noticing butterfly bush are kicking derriere this year. You're going to have an expounded amount of flower on those guys and gals. And the hummingbirds are starting to come in left and right. And if anybody has seen a hummingbird nest, would you please bring that to our attention? Try to take a picture of it, too. I'm interested at all. Get out. I see it online. I just have yet to see one anywhere in Mother Nature out here in the Midwest. Anything else? I'm demanding. (laughs) No, that's it. I just wanted to let everybody know about our experiment. Yes, and this is a legal experiment. (laughs) That's it. We just wanted to give you a quick update to what we are trying. And like I said, if you have any helpful hints for me, please let me know. Now let Scott show us all up over here. This is great, Scott. Thank you. We'll be back. This is really good. Let's go look at a banana. I want to take a look at that. What did you call that stock? Pseudo stock. Okay, let's go pseudo stocking. That didn't sound right. See you later, guys. Thanks for listening to your Midwest Garden. If you like today's conversation, please share this podcast with friends and family. And don't forget to click on the subscribe button so you won't miss any future episodes. Plus, if you have any show topics you'd like us to discuss, head on over to our sponsor's Facebook page, which is Black Diamond Garden Center, and message them your topic idea. For all of us at your Midwest Garden Podcast, I'm Michael Rourke, the Garden Guy. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation.